Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Becca Merkel. And I'm Rachel Jankovic. And once again, we lurk looking over the city of <laughs> Moscow. In the nighttime. Yeah, but I have Diet Dr. Pepper and she's got McDonald's coffee because we had to come out so late that even Starbucks was closed. Starbucks was closed to us. Yeah. We didn't go in Goodwill. We yeah, they're closed too. Goods, yeah. There may have been good finds in there. There could have been. We found them been. not. Nope. So we're no just, such luck. We're just here with our coffee and Dr. Pepper. Wondering and if we'll be suddenly hit with an insight We've got podcast. so many insights. Oh, so We've many. We've got the insights all over the place. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Rach, what have you been doing of late? i trying to get back on the wagon with a routine at home. <laughs> the yeah. wagon having left me in the dust. The apparently. wagon left me in the dust, too. It's actually Grace Agenda, because at least for me, Grace Agenda was a crazy, crazy ridiculous weekend. And yes, but then, for me it was the weekend before, wasn't it? The weekend before was yes, was my wedding. brother-in-law's wedding. and Yeah, and, and um, I we had, had family make... in town for like a week and we had stuff going on. So it seems yeah. like God recently told us there will be no weekends. Yeah, and that pretty much. That was, I am appreciative of it because sometimes you realize, yeah, why do I think I should get a lot of time off? Yeah. Maybe I need to just recognize that that's not what it's for. Yeah, getting back on the wagon. You know what, though? I have to pause. Yeah. I have to tell you, did you read Grandpa Jim's email about his mother in Omaha back in the olden times? So he was a boy. today or some other time? Speaking of wagons running away with you. Okay. And they were taking their horses to market or something to the stockyards, and everybody else had trucks, but they didn't have a truck yet, so his dad was driving the wagon and his mom was leading the horses behind the wagon and then they they pulled into this big road in Omaha where all the other trucks were on their way to the stockyards and then a car like some idiot car came up behind them and honked and freaked out the horses and it went into a full-on wagon runaway and it ended with his dad like yelling at his mom to jump from the wagon and she jumped and ended up with stitches. Mm, and it was it. some, like, convoluted thing. I'm just speaking of wagons running away right. without you. It's a family legacy of ours that so, we have runaway wagons. <laughs> We're leaping from speeding wagons <coughs> with wow. runaway they, horses. Grandpa Jim's, I remember that from some family thing where they said when his older brother was little, they moved in the covered wagon. Yeah. And then when he, it was, like, two years later, they moved in a Buick. Yeah, like it's they so weird. they would bridge the gap from covered wagon to I Buicks. Know. That seems like hard to imagine. That reminds me though of the um, an intro. I have read most of the book, but not the whole book called Home Comforts. Okay, and this was years ago, like seriously ten years ago, because we were. I think I was pregnant with Lena when I was reading it. Okay. She's twelve, so it was more than it was a while. It was, it was more than ten years or yeah. so. Yeah, but the intro, I just loved to that book. It's like a manual of housekeeping. You know, it's like a... Okay. But the whole intro is written by, like, a woman who's a lawyer. Like, the book is written by a lawyer, I okay. think, who want, who had, like, a, two grandmothers that were just amazing housekeepers. 
Okay. And one was Italian and one was English. And but so they were very oh, that's different. Interesting. Yeah. They were very different cultures of housekeeping, like how it has to be done. Mm-hmm. With all of these collisions over like how you make the bed. Because I think okay. the English people were like, you get out of bed and you make the bed. You okay. like make the thing. And that the Italian side was like you never make the bed right away. You always let it air out. Like you leave it huh. you like fluff it open and leave it out for a while before you huh. make it. Anyways, she has these conflicting things. But anyways, what impressed me most in that intro that's that I keep remembering to this day was a woman who like pursued law and like kind of shut down all of her early heritage of domesticity and from these grandmothers. She yeah. had like all of this like cooking and housekeeping and she shut all that down to go pursue a career. Sure. And that at some point had a major meltdown where she like couldn't stand the way she was living anymore. So it was like a weird kind of, so it was a very weird person to be like addressing sure. domestic yeah. things, but, and it made it really interesting. But she, so she was coming back kind of saying that all of this that we've let that we've lost all of this wonderful heritage sure. that, you know, yep. she was really respecting it. But one of the things that she says that she says, she does not like people making fun of the fifties housewives. And she was like, because you know, you read those manuals. It's like, like vacuum all your upholstery twice a day. Yeah. They're like wipe down your ceilings once a week. Mm-hmm. It's like things that you're thinking, what madness is this? Anyways, she said she does not like it. And she said, because nobody is thinking about who these women were. And she said, but for almost all of them, they had experienced outhouses. They had experienced fleas in your bed that there was nothing you could do about. Like, and that, that, that shift that was so sudden, like we were just talking about from covered wagons to Buicks. Yeah. It was like shockingly sudden to like, you have a fridge in your house. You have... Mm-hmm. A microwave, maybe. You have... Except, I have to disagree with that. Because... Vacuums. I think the first... The first wave of women who hit that... Absolutely. Where it's just like, oh my word, they had to have been just reveling in it. Right. But they did not... Like, the transition to... Even, like, the women... 10 years later, not even like, their oh, yeah, own you mean daughters. like when grandma talks about them sneaking together to play bridge all morning with their hair and curlers? Not all morning, all day, yeah. like until their husbands, like 15 minutes before their and husbands they came race home, home and home. dump a can of stew out in the yeah. pot. Where it's just like, I think it doesn't take very long at all. Well, think about how we are with our phones. Horrible. I mean, when we first got married, I didn't have a cell phone. Actually, heck, 10 years ago, we were living in England, I didn't have a cell phone. We, yeah. we had one, but it was like Ben had yeah. it. And so now, like, I feel so lost if I'm out and I forgot my phone somewhere. You it's can't like, call oh, my anyone. You're like, well, why can't I access my recipes? Right. So it, like, it takes no time to immediately take it for granted. You're like, I can't make a grocery list and then, without yeah, my but phone. The, yeah. But, like, the gratitude that we have, my daughters will just assume that that's how life is. And I think those housewives of the 50s... Yes, the first wave, it had to have been just, like, thrilling. Yeah. But then... Oh, yeah, I don't mean it. immediately just became boring and I think I've just thought of the principle a lot whenever people are looking back so yeah. spitefully, like... Yeah, disdainfully. Yes, yeah. And, and, like, the same way with the way women were about formula. There was all that ridiculous uh, wave of, like, it's better to give your kids formula in sterilized bottles and yeah, sure. all this. And they really overcompensated. But they were overcompensating from like much higher infant mortality rates 
to yeah. someone was like, did you know if you sterilize things, people don't get as yeah, sick? And then sure. they just went way too far with it. Yeah. But it, but it is not, it is not healthy to assume they were being idiots about it <laughs> rather than yeah. assuming that they well, were not showing restraint with the something. The truth is it's always easier to spot the flaws of other generations and we oh, right. yeah. we see all the nuances of our own flaws so we excuse Well, them. we were talking about the phone and I I have re- I go sometimes without take the internet off of my phone. So yeah. I have Instagram uh, the app. I don't have Facebook in an app. So but Instagram um I am not tempted to waste a lot of time on Instagram and it's not one that sure. snickers me in. Yeah. I um but so if I take the internet off of my phone, it is shocking how distracted that, like, I just find this a really funny thing. So we do it in restrictions. So I would have my husband put a passcode in for the restrictions and we just remove okay. the internet browser. We both do this. We do this from time to time. So I know the code to his and he knows the code to mine. So neither of us can hack our own phones. <laughs> we do it kind of as just... So just check and see if I can do this for a while. Yeah, well, or just if there's a time when you really feel like you're just not being very focused or whatever, we'll do it sometimes. But when we first did this, I noticed it and it was like, this is insane how much. Um, okay, so I would, I, I'm cleaning out my kitchen cupboards and I find a can of pumpkin. You know, okay. I'm like tidying up and I'm like, pumpkin. Like, if we were going into the spring, I guess, probably a year ago, first time this happened. And I was like, I don't want pumpkin in the fr- in the cupboard sure. all the way yeah. until we feel like having something pumpkin again in the fall. Mm-hmm. I was like, so this is like all very, you know, the work of two seconds. I'm like, we should, I should make some pumpkin muffins or something today to get rid of this. Yeah. Immediately pull out my phone to like <laughs> look up a pumpkin muffin recipe. So like I start cleaning the cabinets. Now I'm going to quick surf the internet for pumpkin muffins, yeah. which is not needed. It was already like... To use that, it's like that. The cost of that one can of pumpkin <laughs> was gonna get really stupid. Anyways, because I didn't have, I noticed this because I didn't have the internet on my phone, right? Yeah. So you're like, well, I should just make a note. I have my laptop at home. I could walk over to the computer, but that sounds like work. Like <laughs> somehow, and it sounds like an interruption to go get on the computer to look for a recipe. Sure, yeah. So I'm like, well, if I care. When I don't have the internet on my phone, I'll make a note in notes that I should look up something. Like, if it's like, yeah. oh, that's something I should do, I'll make a note. But the most hilarious thing to me is how making a note to go do that later on putting the computer. Putting it on your to-do list. Putting it on a to-do list makes me like, I don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> like I don't have time to type out pumpkin muffins <laughs> on a note. But I have time to, like, read the reviews of people who substituted carob for whatever. Be like, I have time to somehow dig into the depths of alternate streusel <laughs> toppings. Like, but I don't have time to to type to go to my pumpkin laptop. muffin yeah. or to walk over there. And I, and I find it, it's like a very weird mental trick because on your phone you're standing there somewhere. Probably. Like you could be yeah. standing in front of your washer or dryer. Yeah, feeling like you're doing feeling laundry. Feeling like you're doing laundry when feeling you're like actually you're not. You're actually not, right? And then it, it's so funny because I find that if I put it on my to-do list, comparison shop tights, <laughs> I am like, do you think I have time for that? Well, what kills me is oftentimes I will pull my phone out 
open whatever it is up. And I have no idea what thought process <laughs> I was that. even because like it's just a and no and then thought. later it hits you oh I was gonna look up colonial moldings yeah why was I gonna colonial do that colonial moldings I was gonna see if there's some glitter color between silver and gold yes I was looking for sort of champagne a ballet color <laughs> <laughs> just because I was, it was curious. gonna be important. <laughs> It was going to mean something when oh, I found that no. out. And you're That's like hilarious. just stuffing the most useless information in your head. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I should check. I, I, should. I don't know. Maybe this contributes to copiousness, you know. Well, sometimes I think it probably does. But a lot yeah. of the time what I find and is that I switch to writing in a notebook. And um, I realized I was like all of these various organizational questions that I had in my life mm-hmm. that I realize that my main problem is I prefer pen and paper like I, do too. I just prefer it I, I like do. to have paper and pen but my main problem is that my life no longer has me sitting at a desk with pen and right. paper so it's much harder to organize uh-huh. your life with pen and paper when but you're like, not doing I, that I have tried numerous menu scheduling techniques and I just I way <laughs> prefer writing it out. I do. I do that same thing. But what what I found that was really funny for me is that it the one thing that makes a huge difference in my day is making the time to sit down with my notebook. Mhm. Oh, when I'm like all I need to do is like 10 I'm minutes. I'm going to tell you where I go off the trail. Is as soon as you I have think, to custom design a yes, notebook, yeah. Cuz then I'm like, "Oh, I actually gonna... it needs to be said that I still own a little bottle of of uh glycerin, right? That is waiting until I mix it up with some gelatin. To oh, oh, to make, make notepads? To make the, peel off notepads. Oh, heck yes. I am a, I still use that, that stuff. <coughs> no, see, I, I have a real weakness for needing to custom design the notebook yeah. itself. I have, I have journeyed. You have done so much of this. I feel like you, like, haven't you I could basically custom-made like, fabric to I, Mod Podge on the outside of a menu plan? I could plan go, number. like, down the eight-day path just to get yep. She could. She's not notebook. exaggerating. No. She can do that. But one thing that I am happy about that's a custom notebook of mine is... <laughs> Is I did figure out, okay, my menu plan, how do I like to write it out? What do I have to take into account? Lots of times it's sort of, well, currently we're in a little bit of a... Oh, it's a bad season. Well, it's, I was going to say, it's a bit of a breather for me because I've got a high school lacrosse schedule, a high school track schedule, and a junior high lacrosse schedule, but I don't have four different ones. Anyway, Mm. so... That does mean kids with away games or us at home games. And I just, it's like I need to look at my week and think... Do I have to pack a dinner for somebody? Do we need to pack dinner for all of us? Are we going to be eating late? Are we going to be... Yeah. What are we doing? And so I, I did it on the computer. I got it all there so I could fill in the stuff that I wanted. And then I made a nifty cover. Mm. Nifty. It is. And then I... Niffers. And then I... Okay. It's cute. I laminated the thing. <laughs> in a... No. At Kinko's. In this weird pouch that is like adhesive on the back and laminated on the front then put it on my <laughs> put it on mat board trimmed it off took it in to kinkos and had them spiral bind it and it's like it's a really like solid like stiff cover 
And I love that thing. It's held like iron. And I've been using it because I had enough pages in it for a year of weekly menus. And you may snicker, but it's cute and it's held up. And then, I'm yes, not I made my I'm own not notepad. I did. That it's cute or that it's holding up. But I then just... I made a notepad of grocery, my grocery list for the week. Divided up, this is smart, into <laughs> produce at the front end. And then the bulk section, because I do it the way I walk through Winco. So it's like produce and then bulk and then dairy and then, right. not dairy, but cheese. And then frozen and meat and dairy and blah. So, and then as I'm planning my menu, blah? I write everything, aisles, the aisles. <laughs> and it ends with the bakery. But anyway, the blah. then you, then, then you, you the as you're, but as you're or... filling in your grocery list, you put it in the right section and then you can just walk through the store getting things in order because I hate it. And your life will just be changed. Well, it is because when you get down to the bakery and you remember you need an onion, you stand there going, is it worth it? Should I walk back or should I come back on Wednesday? You know you've done that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what would have kept me from doing that is if only I had a cute notebook. No, it's not the cute. That one... It's organized. <laughs> it gives me one tiny glimmer. <clears throat> no, I, I actually do. I actually do sometimes make my list in order of the, the proceedings through yeah. the store. Yeah, it's a smart but I often way don't. to do it. Oftentimes I don't do that. Well, I oftentimes don't too when you're scrolling it on some random envelope. I on feel your way like to the store, it's not, I'm not on a high point of my shopping prowess because right now. I'm doing the thing where, like, every meal is coming as a surprise to me. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, what? There. Breakfast? What were we going to do about this? Meanwhile, tonight, we had to buy 60 hamburger buns because my daughter's <laughs> class is doing a oh, hot dear. lunch fundraiser tomorrow. So, we had to hit well, that. Well, meanwhile, I went to the store right after school pickup to get stuff. That, But I think we had dinner and then, like, we have a few extra apples. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't have anything to pack for lunches tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. And I all of these things are things that I sometimes am very organized about and on top of. No, I but just it takes been. no time to get behind it's on. It's just that it's Speaking hard to catch up. wagons yeah. that you fall off of. Um, no, okay. So here's what I was thinking about. Hmm. This actually may take a moment to explain. I know that you'll catch my drift, but you never know if okay. other people listening in on well, our we won't know until later. wavelength here. Okay, so this is what I was pondering the other day. I grabbed a book, like a Kindle book, to read because I needed something to read, and it looked vaguely interesting. It was like by a fashion designer. I don't, honestly, I don't remember the author or the title of the book, but it was about fashion design, but it was, it looked like it was a slightly bigger than that it you know it just looked like she might have interesting things to say so I start reading it and I was just totally blindsided by the amount of shallow that this is like it's incredible because she you know she's made it in the design world Oprah Winfrey wore her dress and Michelle Obama wore her dress and and uh she tells her story of like how she did it and you realize that her entire conception of fulfillment and success in life is being able to afford that brand or stay in that hotel and that's all. And it's like literally that's all. So she talks about how you too 
can get to the place where you could afford that brand of shoe and live like you can, even before you can live like it and believe in yourself and basically harness the power of covetousness so that you can to drive you so that into you can, the yeah. future. Yeah. So she's literally suggesting that you make yourself a bulletin board of covetousness. Oh yeah. Where yeah. it's like put this up is who pictures I will be. of what you will be, the lifestyle you want to have. Make sure you include glamorous pictures. You should bring of like up that this is also Harry the weirdness Grant that people oh my in word. a tuxedo looking somehow. <laughs> you know. Anyway, but so anyway, she's she's kind of devious. She. It was just striking to me how. At the end of the day, what she's trying to urge everyone that they could find the power within themselves and channel the universe in order that they too may be able to wear that watch. And it's and like, boy, <laughs> and, what a thing to put on but, your gravestone. Yeah, but here's she what she wore: the she Louboutins. Had she had it, and she she wore those, you know, Manolo shoes, and she whatever. <laughs> and and actually, the thing is, mixed in, there's actually some good advice and there's some interesting stuff and whatever but it's like she just has no idea and she talks about like how tone deaf because she doesn't realize well she's she's saying like basically if you're interviewing for a job dress like you want to be the ceo you know like dress for the top and then make sure that you keep up on what's hot right now in books and in the news and in like what hotels and restaurants so that you can talk about it in a way that people will think that you are well informed which is so funny it's like it's not about the books it's not about the travel it's about being able to show people that you you know about the book looking kind of the part so but here's what what hit me now, this is the part where you're going to have to do the leap here. But no, I when we think were I in already... England, so we were in England the first time. We went in 03. We had four tiny little kids. Um, and so, yeah. So, 03, we arrive in Oxford. We spent the summer there. We didn't have a car, so we're going on foot everywhere. And it was right at this craze in England of Burberry. Like, everyone in the world had Burberry plaid everything. And so... and. So you remember the Burberry plaid, right? Yeah. It's like that pretty beige yeah. mm-hmm. plaid. But it was seriously everywhere. And I didn't know what it was. And I didn't recognize it. I just saw it and I thought, oh, I love that because it's not your typical hunter green yeah, and red plaid. It was like it was yeah, it was fresh time, and it yeah. was cool. And I really liked it. And it was like, I need to find something like that to take home with me, right? Because it was just really yeah. pretty. And lots of the stuff that I was seeing was really pretty. But it was so funny because we were there and I was, our mother, my mother-in-law was with us on the trip. So we would, we were looking for it. We couldn't figure out what it was. And we would ask people, what's that plaid that we see everywhere? And they would say, what's plaid? And we'd be like, you know, plaid, like (laughs) stripes going one way and the other way also like plaid. And first people would be like, like checks, like, no, like. (laughs) <laughs> like, how do you say plaid in another way? It was just a funny... Yeah. And then they would say, like a tartan? And be like, yeah, like a tartan. Except it's a different color. Like, it's a light one. And then I think somebody said, do you mean Burberry? And I was like, I don't know. Do I? Like, I just... It was this yeah. funny conversation. And eventually, I um, saw there was like a kiosk in the street. And it was selling a Burberry purse and it was like that's really cute and it was cheap so I was like oh I should grab that because you know I don't remember it's like three pounds or five pounds or embarrassingly cheap 
holy cow, was that the worst thing you've ever seen. It was like the most tacky, cheesy, bad, printed plastic thing you've ever seen. And it was such a letdown because you're like, what was this? Like, I thought it was cooler. Like, it seemed like it was cooler. <laughs> and this isn't cooler. Wait, you, so, you did buy it? Yes, I bought it. Because, because you were like on the quest. So because, you yeah, it's like, hey, you. it's right there. I'll, gra- I'll, I'll grab that because, oh, look, right. it's cheap too. And then it was like, like, it's from the dollar store. A duck. Like, what is this thing <laughs> that I bought? Obsessed and, with finding my Burberry something. But I didn't know I'm what Burberry was. I'm invested in a Burberry garbage and bag. So the, <laughs> and so then, like, when I finally figured out what Burberry was, it was like, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Now, after you know what Burberry <laughs> is, you would never, ever, ever be tempted by the five pound knockoff in the street it's not even it didn't even rise to the level of knockoff it was so bad it was like it was really bad and i thought you know what that is what this woman's life is it's like it's the terrible cheap burberry knockoff and she doesn't realize that that's what it is like doesn't know what real joy real fulfillment is and then i was thinking of that verse um let your beauty not be merely outward, but let it be the hidden person of the heart, uh-huh. gentle, quiet spirit that is very precious in the sight of God. And I was like, actually, if you just think about that language, don't let it be merely outward. Don't let it be the no, cheap No, let it actually off. be the right brand. The valuable, yeah. the precious one, the one that's actually worth something. Right, and it's probably worth something because it cost something. Because it, Yeah, but it, it's like what God values, the thing that you should be striving for in beauty is the thing that's actually like go for the name brand please do not yeah, buy but, the horrible uh, but it's not the kiosk name. i think what i was trying to say is it's not the name brand like some things are just expensive because they're just trying to be important and they're yes. not important and they're not expensive no. some things are expensive because, because the craftsmanship yes. and the work that went into yes. it and the amount of everything is really is there and that's what you're saying is that that no, there's because, actual value for in instance, it because it's real value. Yes. It's not pretend value. I, I did buy my husband a jacket in Oxford from this tailor that is the sort of like by appointment to Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> and it's been there since this the Eden 1600s. Ravenscroft? Yeah, Eden Ravenscroft. And I bought that jacket <laughs> and it was like... The thing is... I can't think of that without thinking of Nate. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's a separate story though. But the thing is, is that... So the tailor, you buy the jacket, and it was stupidly expensive. I got it for him for like our 10th anniversary. But the thing is, it's worth every penny, because as soon as you pick it up, it is like... I can't even compare this to a Macy's suit coat. You know what I mean? Like, it is just so very different. But I have to say though, as a side note... I did later, I looked up Burberry when I was thinking about this the other day because my phone was in my pocket. And so yeah, I quickly so pulled it stopped, out. stopped, dropped, and did that while you and were I doing laundry. Up, and I have to say, first off, that I feel slightly vindicated that I didn't know what it was because we were there in 03 and they didn't start selling in the U.S. until 06, like yeah. or, uh, online until 06. And also, weirdly, it was at a fever pitch between like 01 and 05. Burberry turned into this huge thing in the U.K. Yeah. And it's... St- it, became associated with like sort of hooligan culture and it got so everywhere and it was knocked off so much that and it was associated with the kind of rough and tumble anti-social crowd so then that's called chav or i don't know how you pronounce Mm -hmm. it but it looks like that anyway um 
by the time we moved back, when we moved there in 06, it was nowhere. It, like, it was completely yeah. nowhere. And Burberry had, like, reduced that plaid down to only, like, 10% of their products. But I was reading about the history of it, and they made, they outfitted the World War One soldiers with trench coats. Mm-hmm. And I had never connected the dots that the trenches at World War One and trench, trench coats. coats. And so they made the trench coats for the soldiers, mm-hmm. and the lining... Later, the lining was that plaid, but it's kind of like those fry boots where it's like, yeah. that's just a beautiful brand, and yeah. they, but it's a historic brand. They made boots for the Civil War soldiers, both sides, I think. Anyway, it's yeah. like... Cavalry. It's, yeah, it's an old historic brand, and they do beautiful work, and it's really stunning. And then when you don't know what it is, and you buy the stupid pleather, it's not even... I mean, it was like so tacky. Anyway, my point right. is, is this woman who thinks she's made it she thinks she has the fulfilled life she thinks that she's got it all and she's encouraging us all to do it too I just feel like she's urging everybody to buy the like tacky street kiosk version of a beautiful quality item totally and anyhow that was what I was thinking about that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. She says that thought. Was well, a good it is one. a good one. It was. It's. it's... <laughs> Can you tell Rachel's yawning her head off? Congratulations on your good thought. <laughs> she no, but I feel one. like I got the giggles in the middle of that about Eden Ravenscroft because. Oh my word. Because when our brother and his wife and their five kids went no, four Probably at the time. Four at the time. Because Mari yeah. wasn't born yet went to visit them in England and so they're staying in this house with shag carpet in the bathroom the uh-huh. story Nate goes to get this suit done and get measured for well, it yeah because it's a tailored suit and, so and he it's, goes and to it's get measured. a tailor too it's one of the ones that actually if you look at their website they make coronation ropes yeah so, it's so like... basically it's a hot tailor <laughs> so it's he... gorgeous it's a gorgeous right. tailor so he goes and gets and gets measured for a suit there but then they go back to stay at the Merkel's house that's largely unfurnished for yeah, enough people there were like not children. enough chairs for everyone yeah not enough and as he tells it it was one of those majorly chaotic times of oh yeah people were not and Seamus was crawling it must have been like nine children under about nine yeah and Seamus was crawling and it was like raining outside so all the windows were foggy on the yeah. inside well and, they always were really right so it's a, a moment of hilarity and tension in the home with lots of he said he's he's following Seamus who's crawling everywhere. And so Seamus was crawling up the stairs and Nate was trying to feed him a yogurt or something. Yeah. And there were no no well, way to lock him in or lock him down. So Nate's just following him around with the yogurt. And um and it ends up with Seamus going into the bathroom and so Nate goes in and just sits down on the toilet with the <laughs> with uh, with the yogurt still feeding him in the bathroom. And then he hears Becca calling him like Nate, like Nate, <laughs> and, and he's just what? And she's like, but he he doesn't just say what. He, he goes, does his what? funny voice. He does his funny voice like what is it? Yes, and but so she's joking. going, where are you? And then he yells at the top like in his funny voice. He was not angry. He no, just, no, no. His he dude just, just yells, funny. I'm sitting on the toilet feeding Seamus a yogurt. And <laughs> at which moment he realizes that Becca has the phone for him with the man 
from Eden Rivers. <laughs> and I just, and as I walk a... around the corner, holding the phone to hand him, <laughs> Nate announces loudly, I'm sitting on the toilet feeding Seamus yogurt. And I hand him the phone. And he picks it up and is like, hello? And the, the man from the shop goes, I'm so sorry to disturb you, sir. <laughs> I think he was calling about like, but it's like whether he, he wanted one dart or two no, in the back bent, or like a bent. double yeah. bent or a single so, bent. I, either way, it was innate. <sighs> so I, you know, I didn't think I could get out of that one. I don't think there's, there's no explanation for who or what Seamus is. <laughs> why why I'm feeding him yogurt and why on the toilet like because he's like there's nowhere else in this house to sit and so. I, like, I gotta tell you that I have I could only sit down on the toilet <laughs> and he's just he's just sitting there you know the door's wide open he's just kind of sitting there feeding Seamus some yogurt and and oh, obviously there's no explanation no. for any of that. It's like, well, we can't get out of that now. It's like, it's the crazy Americans. So while using the classiest tailor in England yeah, that you quick, can come by, quick use also them. make sure you do something really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> particularly oh, awkward. It's pretty good. But I do love their stuff. I, I've gotten Ben a couple things from there. And it's just, the, the thing is, it's worth every single penny. It really yeah. is. Because it's somebody who knows what they're doing. Anyway. Well, right. we've probably so, talked for way too long anyway. Have we? we probably do we have, have. time Let's for see. a quick recommend? Uh, yeah, what do you want to recommend? Because I, I, you know. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, look at how much time we've spent. Too much? Oh, we're okay. What do you want to recommend? Hmm. What's your, your favorite, or no, not favorite, because that's too hard. What is a meal that would be good this time of year that you make for your family? Oh. Like an easy but still good meal. I will tell you. Well, let's see. Well, <laughs> I now I'm torn. I have too many that I need to think about. Okay, I've got a good one. Okay, it's a Jamie Oliver recipe, and it is staggeringly good. So, it involves roasting a chicken, which is not hard, but you know you stuff it with lemons and thyme, and you know rub it with butter and salt and pepper and stuff, and then you roast it. I'm trying to think how this works though. You. Yeah, okay, so you roast the chicken, then you take it out, and you save all the drippings that were in the pan, and you have a bunch of bread, like a really like nice, hefty country loaf kind of bread that you've torn into sort of chunks, not like thumb size kind of chunks, and... <laughs> You know, I would like, not have thought of calling it a thumb. I think size. that it says that in the recipe, which is why really? it occurred to me. I, I, so you know, but like bigish croutons, but not huge hunks. And then you pour the drippings my thumb or from Luke's the pan. Thumb. Yeah. So you pour the drippings from the pan over it, and then you, I think uh, you have to like read the recipe. What is it it's called? Like an epic chicken bread salad or something like that. But you then you put bacon strips over the top. And you roast the tray until the bacon's crisp and they're kind of like croutoned up. And you throw like cherry tomatoes in with it. And then you steam a bunch of green beans off to the side. You shred the chicken up and you put it all together like these big like toasted Sounds... bread. And it's, they're gorgeous. Like with the chicken so juices on it. So can you get it, this one on the you internet? Yeah, you tear the bacon up. You throw the green beans in. <clears throat> and then you make like a dressing that has a ton of fresh mint and... Um, scallions and good. stuff it's really like a fresh yummy dressing toss the whole thing together and it is like to die for good but you have to really nail the dressing because he says 
his recipes are like throw a few glugs of olive oil on and then throw some other and I actually make up a dressing and I taste it to make sure that it's really right. good and like uh, I like it to be really punchy and, and tangy and powerful you know yeah. because by the time it's spread out over all the stuff it loses a lot of its kick so anyhow it's it's like fresh green beans and chicken and roasted cherry tomatoes and bread and bacon and it is like oh my word I, I think it. it's called epic like bread chicken salad if you googled that you'd be able to find it it's epic bread chicken salad. yeah epic is in the title but i love that one and it's kind of it's kind of a transition-y time where it's yeah. not quite springy it's right. got the roasted chicken but it's also it got the fresh mint green bean kind of thing it's it's really good i love that one how about you what's your i don't actually think i have anything of that kind but i was realizing that we have to start making our bricks of cello again of cello jello jello you know For our easter? easter the easter jello cubes that we make every year <laughs> that luke makes the yes, rainbow but I cubes thought, yes but yeah when did you do the eggs? I thought you did those in we eggs. We did the jello eggs years ago, but we've given that up since then to just do it. We Cubes. do the huge pan That's of right. the rainbow. And they are pretty bad. And they cut them in there. It's like the only time of year we make jello ever is Easter. It's and the funny thing is we act like we're just making jello for the kids, but the adults all eat yeah. the jello. Well, it is pretty intense, it's, that jello. It is. I I think the thing that I've been making, I haven't been doing really awesome with thoughtful new food but we do love those uh pork it's like a cooking light recipe pork pineapple kebabs it's like red onion and i it calls for pork tenderloin which is really good but the i have used pork loin to to get more meat for the yeah it's cheap cheap yeah so then it's just pineapple and red onion and the thing that i like about that one is that the dressing is actually really really and not the dressing the marinade is it doesn't have to marinate very long. It's like Chinese five spice powder and mm-hmm. honey and pineapple juice and soy sauce and garlic. And it's yummy. It's incredible. Ginger. And then you marinate it all and it, you grill it with pineapple. And we we generally do like coconut rice, but then you do like a mango salsa. Like it's mango amazing. Like with, with that. I love it when you and do that one. it's so different and good. Oh, like just it's a fresh. Nice, yes. The exactly. coconut rice and the mango salsa with the pork is like. It was it's really an good, and it has combo. that nice, like, brighter. Or so, well. anyways, anyways, that's it. That's I don't even remember. I what think we're that about. that recipe is is mango. It's like pork. You can find it with. Well, maybe I'll find it and link it with the post. Yeah, no, we should recipe. do that, and I'll find mine and link it too. That'll and you great. can find us now. We decided to try to make a Facebook page, so yes. there is a Facebook page. So if you had questions or comments or rude insults about yes, no, how actually, thoughtless we were, that um, that does bring something up. People <laughs> totally should write in if they have something like because I feel like we spend all of our time talking over the top of each other. I feel like it's only fair to let other people have totally have. Let's say. Anyway, so we have a Facebook page now, and we will try to put the episodes up as they come out. So if you want to look there, you should be able to find us. Yeah, well. And Rachel's going to fall I'm asleep. So sorry. She's going to fall right asleep. So and I got to get her home. My voice sounds weird, anyways. We're going to need to go. So yes. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs>